Welcome back to the Rockcast, brought to you by Onyx Hunt Maps. Jordan here, and it is January 11th, 2022, and we're going to tackle another episode of Tipsy Tuesday here. It is actually Sheep Week this week, so I'm headed down to Reno in a couple of days to partake in the festivities of Wild Sheep Foundation, so might see some of the listeners there. And uh, yeah, I'll be at the Kafaru booth a little bit, be at the Sig Sauer booth a little bit. Um, gosh, I think that's it. And then we're just going to go walk the show floor and uh, yeah, just talk with talk with companies and talk with people. It's always a super fun time. This is actually the first sheep show I've been to since I shot sheep. So that's going to be a little different. I'm not going to be eligible for the Lesson One Club, but definitely still going to that because that's blasty. But yeah, if anybody's interested, like hop on a plane to Reno and you can do a little bit of gambling along with trying to win a sheep hunt or something like that. So yeah, what's going on? What else do we got here? Um, For the forum, we have photo contests are still up until the end of this week. So if you have a kid that you took a badass picture of with an animal or not even with an animal, enter into the, the photo contest. It's going through January 15th and whitetail is still up too. So if you took a picture with your whitetail this year, go enter that. And I think first light is sponsoring the whitetail and then the youth contest. You can win a youth backpack. Latest episodes. We talked with Eastman's uh, Scott Reekers and Ike Eastman about the episodes called talk and shop with Eastman's hunting And we discuss quite a few things in there, Um, some things that might be coming down the the pipe this year, the corner crossing deal, and some overcrowding and point creep issues. We just kind of bullshitted, really. And then meat, uh, the meat processing part two podcast with Leah is up. So if you listen to part one, you can hop on to part two listen to that. And then I talked with Robbie Denning. This episode just came out yesterday, talking about his new book that's coming out hunting big mule deer the stories which is a second book that he's written the first one is hunting big mule deer how to take the best buck of your life and you can purchase that book on the rockslide.com store uh, new rockslide articles that are written um, the only one up currently is the maven crs2 rifle scope review so you can visit uh, rockslide.com to look at that um, new products First Light announced their waterfowl line. I actually got to see this last year um, a little bit. So there's going to be a couple of different offerings um, as far as like jackets go, pants and things like that. Um, And they've got their new pattern coming out with it. So yeah, it's it's cool. If you're a waterfowl hunter, go check it out. Um, You know, I haven't been able to I've handled the the pieces a bit but I haven't like duck hunted with them but as far as like the features and just talking through it and handling it um I think it's gonna be I think people are really really gonna be excited about it so you can see that you can actually I think just go to firstlight.com and you can see a little bit of the preview of that if you're interested um Rockslide YouTube videos. There have been a couple of videos that have been released in conjunction with articles, like article reviews this year. Um, but just go check out the Rockslide YouTube in general, and there's a lot of stuff on there. So if you want a visual 
like a visual version of some of the reviews that you've seen like or read in the articles or listened to on here, you can just go check out their YouTube channel. Hot news. So first one coming up, and I'm sure a lot of people, I know a lot of podcasts have already gone out about this, but uh, Utah, they just ran through with the trail camera ban. Last year, they ran through with a, it was actually like a big controversy. Well, I don't want to say controversy, but um, Travis Hobbs actually hopped on and we talked about the bill that Utah was trying to push through last year. They actually got some of it through. It was basically, at first, it was they wanted to ban trail cameras and they also wanted to ban baiting. The trail camera deal got tossed out of that bill, but the baiting went through, so now it's illegal to bait in Utah. But this year, just uh, actually last week, they ran through with a trail camera one. So the Wildlife Board moved forward with restricting, so they didn't completely ban it, but they're restricting these trail cameras. Um, and other hunting related technology for taking or aiding, um, in the take of big game. So it says, while the majority says 14,000 plus hunters surveyed about the new rule opposed the use of transmitting trail cameras for hunting. So that would be like cell trail cams, like the, they've got like stealth cam has, I mean like all the trail camera companies have one now basically sends a picture, um, to your phone when it's taken. Um, says that they oppose those. Uh, the board actually went a little bit further and they prohibited all trail cameras, both like the transmitting and non-transmitting. So like all trail cameras on the market between July 31st and December 31st. So it's basically a season during hunting season. You cannot use trail cameras during the off season. You can says this new rule also applies to private landowners. So, uh, um, so, uh, like, the new rule is also going to apply to, like, the sale of trail camera footage or pictures or whatever um, for the same purpose. So, like, this, it it's happened before in, like, <clears throat> Arizona. Their uh, January 1st is when their trail camera ban took place uh, or took effect, I guess. So now you can't use trail cameras at all in Arizona for anything. They're banned, like, 100%. Um, so uh, for taking, sorry, in Arizona, all the trail cameras are banned for the aid in like taking big game. So it, there was a little bit of like the gray area that was approaching where it was like, you could have them out to monitor like your cattle or something like that. But if you took a, if you got a picture of a deer and then you're like, all right, well, I know he's around there. And then you went and hunted that area because you had him on trail camera, then that's legal. Uh, okay. But back to, uh, back to this Utah deal. So they've set a season. So it's basically January 1st through like July 30th. You cannot, or you can run your camera, but during the hunting season after July 31st to December 31st, you cannot. So it says, uh, what they also did uh, for like other hunting related technologies says uh, like night vision, thermal imagery, uh, thermal imaging, infrared imaging and other electronic devices that enhance the visible and non-visible light spectrum are now prohibited in Utah 48 hours prior to any big game hunt opener and during mountain lion and bear seasons. 
Um, something, <laughs> something that was a little interesting in this too was I heard Travis, uh, uh, Travis Hobbs was on another podcast. I think it was, Ooh, I can't even say it was like one of the traditional bow hunting ones, but Travis was on there talking about this and he was at the meeting and he said that there wasn't a single person in there that opposed to it, but there's a lot of people really upset over it now. But at the time during the meeting, there was nobody that even opposed it. So that is interesting. Moving on. Next thing, moving to Colorado, Colorado is considering making you wear, making bow hunters wear fluorescent orange during archery season. Um, as we've talked about, we did talk about it as it happened last year. There was a few instances, a couple of them that were fatal that were like, the biggest one is uh, a muzzleloader hunter shot an archery hunter because he thought it was an elk raking a tree, but the archery hunter was trying to call an elk in. So they're saying when that firearm season overlaps with the bow season, that bow hunters are going to have to wear hunter orange. Um, there is, I'm going to link down in the show notes, there uh, a link to a survey that you can actually go on and you can like fill out the survey and say what you think either way. So that's happening. And then talking about grizzly bears once again, sounds like they're a little bit closer to delisting. So this is what this says. So the case for delisting grizzly bears in the greater Yellowstone Park ecosystem has gained significant momentum over the past year, and Wyoming has moved a step closer to bringing the grizzly season back in the lower 48 for the first time in more than three decades. The state's Wildlife Commission recently approved a crucial revised version of the Tri-State Memorandum of Agreement for uh, Yellowstone Grizzlies. Montana and Idaho are expected to follow suit by the end of January 2022, so the end of this month. Um, Wyoming announced its intent to petition the federal government for delisting back in September and Montana did the same earlier this month. If Yellowstone grizzlies are delisted, hunting for the iconic apex predator will return to the lower 48 for the first time in more than 30 years. With this same issue, um, I've also read on, it was actually on Instagram through the Sportsman's Alliance. They say that the Sportsman's Alliance and RMEF, Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, are partners in this legal case. The distinct population segment, known as the DPS, is a key point to delisting as precedent set in the Great Lakes Wolf delisting case. The judge ruled that DPS can be list, listed and delisted accordingly, something the animal rights crowd argued. They only want the DPS to be used to list said D-list, of course. So we might use that to D-list. So um, there's a few articles bouncing around. If you just use Google, you can find some if you want some more information on all of this. But that's what we've got for the hot news. So on to the hot minute. I guess actually first important dates uh, coming up on some uh, like tag application stuff. Wyoming elk for non-residents is due at the end of this month. So keep that in mind. And uh, that is actually something I need to get to work on now that I just said that. Um, so on to the hot minute. 
I just want to discuss real quick, uh, getting in shape for next season, more so for me, it's not turning so I don't turn into a shape over the winter. Um, if you start now, it's going to be, even if you're not going like full force, doing a little bit now is going to make the like transition into like spring training, if you will, or into the summer, not hurt quite as bad. So keep that in mind. Um, I would, uh, you know, go in with a mindset of like the slow burn type of a deal. Don't go all out at first and then burn yourself out and take a giant break during the, during the winter and the spring and then try to jump back into it in the summer. Like just, uh, start doing like, go ride your bike. If you don't have a bike, you should buy one. Cause I just bought one last year, started mountain biking a little bit and, Dang, for like the legs and the lungs, that's awesome. And uh, I'm the kind of person I get really bored when I just am like walking and backpacking all the time. Um, I can do it for a while and it's like a great thing, obviously, like sport specific for the things that we do. And I definitely do it. And it's great to be able to just like pop a podcast in or something and be able to hike. But doing something like mountain biking, you just cover like way more country, way faster. It's also kind of fun and not so, um, not so like long and drawn out, like just walking with a pack can be. So switch things up like that. Um, and then every once in a while, I feel like doing a little trail run. Um, it's a lot of like jogging and then walking for a while and then jogging and walking for a while, but it all helps. Um, but it's definitely not my favorite thing to do. And then I do try to lift. I try to do a lot of like, at least I have been, I will really try to focus on my legs, but as far as focusing on everything else, I just try to do like full body workouts. You can get on Google or YouTube and just search full body workouts. And a hell of a lot of those can be done like in your living room. Just get like something that you know, like hold a gallon of milk or something. And some of those full body workouts where you're like going from the ground to your feet. Um, you're using a lot of different muscles. You don't need a lot of weight to do stuff like that. And, uh, every little thing helps. So that's, uh, that's kind of what I do. I don't really have like a regiment built out this year. Last year I was trying to mountain bike a little more, um, and then hike as well. And then, so like, those are the two things I wouldn't go too crazy with a really heavy pack. Like I think every once in a while shocking your system and doing like a heavy pack with some, like with quite a bit of incline can be good. Might shock your, your system a little bit, let you know how that feels also. Um, you know, throw 80 pounds in your pack and just see you know, see how it feels, see where it's rubbing. I wouldn't do any god awful like four mile marches with that. That sounds awful. I wouldn't hardly even go a mile with that. Um, but I would, it's that's not a horrible thing, but it is, I think, not a very good thing if you're doing it all the time. Um, I like to hover right in like that 30 to 40 pound. Uh, mark with a pack, especially with, uh, like doing some incline type stuff. It just, especially if, I mean, and this is like on a trail, you know, when you're like climbing up a trail or something, 
Um, that's very like sport specific. That's what we're going to be doing. You're also doubling up on like you're using your gear, getting super familiar with it and seeing if you need to make any like major changes. Um, and as far as like what I put inside the backpack to make that weight, like honestly, I just put my gear in it, like just a day, day's worth of gear or whatever. If I want to bump up in weight a little bit, um, you can just use like your water bladders, put water inside your water bladders. And then, um, there's a, a steep hike out, not too far, um, out of town here that I do. Gosh, I don't even remember how far it is. It's under two miles and you gain like 1200 feet of elevation, I think. And so it's like pretty steep going up there. Um, and then when you get to the top, you can ditch all that water. So when you come down, you don't just like smash your knees as bad. You don't smoke them. Um, you can come down a little bit faster like that too. So that's uh, one thing to keep in mind there. And then what I, I use Mountain Tough. I really like Mountain Tough and they've made it a hell of a lot easier to get into their programs because they've just come out with an app that is on your phone and they offer a subscription service for that. So you can pay for it monthly instead of paying, gosh, I don't know how much it, it used to be. I think it was like 500 bucks to get the, um, to get like one of the, the workouts, like the post, you know, the preseason workout, like the original one. I think it was, it was like four or 500 bucks and then you get that for life, but that is kind of a, a steep upfront investment. And of course they knew this. So when they came out with their app, they also launched their subscription service. You can do it monthly and yeah, choose things a little bit more there. There, if you like to have some structure, Mountain Tough is a really good one to do. They are intense. Like they're not that they're not that easy. Like I was just looking at the preseason one the other day. Actually, I think I was looking at the postseason because that's about right where we're at. The postseason program uh, focuses a little more on putting on muscle and kind of like rebuilding the muscle that you lost over the last season. So um, there's a lot of like lifting things in there. We just have a home gym that we've pieced together. Um, we have a squat rack. We have a, a barbell so we can do squats. Um, then we have a, gosh, what the hell, um, like dumbbells, but they're adjustable dumbbells. Have a kettlebell. And then that's pretty much it. There's a pull-up bar on the squat rack and then uh, a rower. So that's all we have. And there's a lot of things in there. That, like if you're actually going to a gym, um, you're going to be able to utilize a lot more like machines and things that they have in those workouts. But if you just have a simple home gym like we do, I just like switch things up instead of like using a, I think they call it like a skier or some crazy thing that even not many gyms have. I'll uh, get on the rower or like get on a bike or something. You just switch those things up a little bit. They also have programs for like no weights. Then they have programs that you just use your backpack for like all, all the things. So there's, it's definitely worth a look, like just go on, uh, download the app and just take a look through it and see if there's something that you'd be interested in. It definitely helps. You know, it is a hunting based program where they've taken like 
people's opinions and hunters uh, like feedback from the season. Like, hey, I hunt a lot in this type of stuff. I side hilled a lot and it kicked my ass this year. Like my hip flexors were killing me. Um, so they dive into things like that and try to make programs like they try to make a, a program very sports specific. So definitely worth a look. I, I really like mine. So, um, I wouldn't say I do it like all the time. I use mine. I use a lot of like the, the body weight workouts and things like that. Um, I'll like fill those in when I'm not going to go do a bike or something, um, or go do a hike. So instead of doing like all five days, like they show you in there, I'll probably do like two, three days a week. And I kind of cherry pick them a little bit. Um, I'm sure Dustin wouldn't love to hear that, but it's true. All right. Onyx, of course you can use code rockcast for 20% off at Onyx hunt maps. You have to do that online on their website. You can't do it through the app turns out. So keep that in mind. Just go to onyxmaps.com forward slash hunt. It's code rockcast for 20% off. And then Black Rifle Coffee, you can hop on and check out their subscription service. I use that subscription service like all the time. And basically what it is, you just tell them how much coffee you want, how often, and they'll auto ship it to you. And yeah, it works good. Really like it. So some upcoming episodes, we're going to be talking a little bit with some of the Rockside writers about their gear selections coming up in 2022 and how they like their 2021 selections, things like that, what they used, what they liked and didn't like. And then I'm going to be doing, it's probably going to be like a five or six part series, going to be a gear series about like the basics of, of everything. So there'll be like an episode on backpacks, like what to look for in a backpack, what I use, what I've used, what I like, what I don't like, um, things to consider when looking for a backpack. Um, same with like sleep systems, the different sleep system options. Um, that's kind of like the basis of this podcast is gear. And although sometimes it's hard to talk about gear forever, it is the basics and people love it. So we're going to start kicking out some more gear stuff and yeah, that's all I got. We'll see you guys on the next one.